Asylum is a relatively young company at just under 10 years old, but it's built on brands and businesses that are literally centuries in the making. A prime example of this is the company's flight brand, which is celebrating 120 years of innovation this summer. On this episode of Solving Water, the Xylem podcast, we'll hear from Xylem flight guru, Johan Bratel, manager of innovation and concepts, about the origins and evolution of the brand, plus the latest technologies and plans to drive more digital transformation across the water industry. Enjoy the show. Good morning and welcome to Solving Water. I'm your host, Amanda Holloway. Today, I'm pleased to have Xylem's very own Johan Bratel on the show, who's here to discuss the important legacy of the industry-leading flight brand on its 120th birthday. Johan will also share how the work of flight is never done with continued innovation to transform the water industry. So welcome, Johan. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Amanda. This is a great honor for me to, to be chosen to talk about the flight brand in the, this occasion. Fantastic. Well, before we get into the heart of the conversation and learn more about flight's uh, long history, um, why don't you just introduce yourself and what you do at Xylem for our listeners? Yes, uh, my name is Daniel Wambrattel, and I've been working for, with the flight brand or with the flight company since 1987. So uh, really, it's the, I never worked anywhere else. This is my sole employer. And uh, during this team time, I spent my... Uh, efforts within the R&D department in different positions there, but uh, being part of all all development actually since the 1987. Wow, that's that is a very long history. So you are the perfect person to talk to about what we're here to talk about today, which is we're here to celebrate 120 years of innovation of Xylem's flight brand, um, which is I think an incredible achievement. And just to kind of help our listeners understand uh, what flight is, if you could give us an overview about how flight has been helping, you know, in the industry solve water challenges over the past century plus. The pump part of this company took off like in the 1920s, 1930s somewhere, and uh, on more regular pumps, circulator pumps. But even then, like innovation and, and quality, should remember quality what was the main character or main qualities of, of the of the product um it was still a local swedish company but it was still some innovations coming in the early days like uh, that you see all over now like the vertical mounted pump was uh, a flight innovation there in the early days and then but then of course uh, by late 1940s the big thing came and that was the submersible drainage pump and uh, that that really took off and that was then the foundation for being able to becoming an international company now they had a product that nobody else had so it was a perfect uh, way to get establish yourself in in different countries and that's what, what the company was doing during the 50s and 60s. Uh, and uh, until late 60s, there, there was uh, maybe lack of money and also the becoming too many owners, too many, like there were too many cousins. So they, they sold it to ITT company. 
by 1968, I believe. And for them, the expansion continued. Then they had a strong owner with uh, resources enough to, to um, be able to support the expansion. So that was the business side of the of the company, but uh, of course it was the was say carried by the great products. And in the mid fifties, uh, apart from the drainage pump, then in the mid fifties there was the valuation of the sewage pump or the submersible sewage pump, and that is now our greatest product and was the real. Then it really took off with with that uh, pump. So that that is uh, the company has uh, been very customer focused during the whole time. So it's it's been always about uh, giving the lowest total cost for uh, operating pumps. That has been uh, the target for all development and everything we've been doing. Yeah. So maybe this is self-explanatory, and so forgive <clears throat> forgive me if I'm going to ask a silly question, but. You talked about the submersible drainage pump as being, you know, sort of that flagship innovation of flight, um, which then be turned into the submersible sewage pump. What kind of applications, like what was going on at that time in, in the world where these pumps were so essential? Yes, you can see, like, uh, I guess I'm, I'm a bit guessing, but the economy took off quite a lot after the Second World War. And a lot of building activities, uh, and there you need always need pumps and uh, to to evacuate the water when, when digging for for the basements and uh, yeah, pretty big houses go pretty uh, pretty long distance down in the earth too, and uh, so and it was pretty tedious to to drain water when you did not have the uh, submersible drainage pump. Then you had to. You can only place the pump maybe five meters above the water level. That's uh, seven meters even. But then you had to move the pump down and uh, on a new kind of installation and then start all over again. And you had to go stepwise like that. Uh, but with the um, submersible drainage pump, you could put the pump in the bottom straight away. and. Uh, then it start pumping and you never need to care about it again. So it was just, just there and doing its work. So that was a, a big advantage. That definitely makes sense and that really helps clarify. So then if you can tell us about your personal experience with flight, right? Because it's, it's you've been there since 1987, you've seen this this evolution of the brand, whether it's technologies or business side of things, um, you know, do you have some some specific uh, stories or uh, experiences that are like highlights for you of your career? Yeah, I've been through quite a lot of development projects of, of different pumps and pump lines, and uh, you can see sometimes uh, things uh, get together very nicely, like uh, pieces fall together in, in, in the right way. And uh, I could say like we have uh, developed during the late 90s and still uh, still selling is uh, our mid-range uh, pump series. And uh, I think it was a lot of good things for that. That's... Uh, 
the best development projects uh, I've improved. That's, uh, and it's still very successful and with increasing market shares uh, over the past two decades quite strongly. Uh, so that's, uh, but then of course you have those uh, specific projects. Well, like uh, we could say Rocky Reach, uh, it's a hydro power station up in state Washington. And uh, there was about to save the fish from the hydro turbines. So it was uh, a massive installation of uh, actually propeller pumps. I could be even more than a hundred stacked on top of each other, like uh, uh, in a square, uh, quite different installation. Uh, and that uh, took a lot of attention and it was quite successful. It, it worked as it should. And, uh, and of course, we thought maybe more powers, hydropower stations would do the same. But uh, at this point, no, <laughs> mm. <laughs> no yeah, but, uh, but it worked nice. So that was a really good um, uh, project, you know. So, and there are other ones like that. We had the Docklands in London was uh, big. When they redid the... I think it was called the Docklands. So all the shipyards and all that and made a housing, a big housing project. And that was also very, something that got a lot of attention during the time. Wow. So a whole range of projects that you've been heavily involved in. From from those specific ones to the, the big ones where you do the whole series of products. And uh, so it's, it's and I've always been working with trying to reuse parts and do things like that. So we can like achieve a huge assortment with uh, a bit, at least a reasonable assortment of parts. So you, you can reuse a lot of components in different products and so So that's a lot of attention to that when you do the development. That's, that's great. And and so you're you're sitting in a unique position where you've you've been really at the ground floor of bringing flight innovation, especially through product, um, through the years. How do you feel that flight has transformed the water sector over your time there? Yes, it's a, it's um, as I said in the beginning, the like quality always been important, and they uh, say the flight. Uh, has been the company you should always be able to rely on on the flight company. So uh, when when you buy a flight pump, you should be sure it works. And and if it's for some reason does not work as you expected, then we should be very quick to to fix that. And you you could say that during the time I've working with. Flight and I know before that it's been a very strong customer focus. You you never let the customer down, and um, if uh, say your manager think you have a good idea, then you're allowed to work on it. So it's uh, in uh, freedom for for that to to try new ideas and uh, test them and see if they work or not, and uh, and also being able to understand the customer. It's important to be be out there and uh, see what he's doing, talk to him, and so that's uh, fundamental 
I would say it's not asking him what he wants. It's uh, to observe him and see what he needs. That's the important difference there. You, you must should be able to see what he needs and what, what improvements you can make. And the uh, flight has been good at that. And, and in the, that way, it's been transforming the, the water sector, I would say, with, with uh, reliable and smart uh, products. So, so, so tell me a little bit more about our customer needs, right? Because the needs of our customers in 1987 are a little bit different than the needs of the customer today. How has flight evolved our technologies to meet those needs? What are what are those changing needs? Yeah, it's it's really one need is not changing really, and that's what we mainly work with. That that is still reliable. It should be reliable. You should uh, more or less be able to install our products and forget them. That's uh, that's. Uh, the, the best feedback we can get is when the customer even forgets that he got a pump or whatever product uh, because it, it never gives him any problem. So, uh, but then of course we refine the technology to achieve it and that's been a difference. And uh, like a big, big step was uh, late 90s when uh, we came with a new type of imp- hydraulic unit, new type of impeller for sewage water, which is superior to, to the, what was before and, and other types. And uh, that, that came all by a sudden, even when you thought everything was done, then, oops, here we go. There's a new, uh, <laughs> great way of doing this. And uh, so that, that's during those, the two decades since that invention, it's been it's been the main uh, improvement of our product. And so, what spurred that? Sorry to interrupt, but I'm so curious as to you know you had this this great product, and then you were sitting you know in quality and R and D, and then in the late 90s, <clears throat> you come out with this new impeller design. That's transformative. I mean, what sparked that idea? Yeah, really, it's uh, uh, what you say. It's uh, innovation is quite a lot about in individuals. That's uh, you, you, you. Innovation is. I would say it's not the teamwork. It's it's about individuals that that um, get exposed to to customer situations and problems. And uh, in this case, it was really starting with the propeller pump that it was clogging. Uh, and this uh, person that was uh, uh, <clears throat> really g- g- great guy, and he, he saw, he came up with an idea for the propeller pump, how he could avoid the clogging of the propeller pump. And that worked well, and everybody was happy about that, but no one really thought about how that could be extended to uh, our other centrifugal pumps, the the radial pump or like the the conventional. Uh, But uh, he he was thinking and thinking and finally he he got an idea that this should should work for a regular centrifugal sewage pump. And he was right, he did. So um, uh, as uh, your question there, it's uh, it's sparked about knowing the customer again. And what what uh, what is this problem? You you must be out there. 
And then about letting the right people have the freedom to explore new uh, possibilities and new ideas. Well, that's a, a, a great segue into my next my next question for you, because part of this 120 years of innovation of the, the flight brand, that celebration is that we're going to be launching a new product this year, the Flight Bebo Alpha, which is really helping customers with their digital transformation efforts. And so wondering if you could uh, introduce this product to us, uh, what it does, and and talk about the benefits to our customers since they're such an essential part of our development process. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you, you could say that uh, uh, the Bebo Alpha is an offspin of what we sit, call flight concerter for the sewage pumps. It, it's... Uh, Many parts are the same. And, and the important thing here with the Viva Alpha, it's, uh, it's integrated functionality that it, it uh, can do things by its own. So it's, uh, it, it knows when it, there is water to pump or if there is no water to pump. So if there's no water, it shuts down by itself and, and wait till there is water. And regular in or Often, I would say, in the watering, you don't care about that. You just put the pump into the mud and then you let it run. And that's what's actually the pump is wearing out without pumping any water, more or less. It's just uh, so what we discovered with this pump that shuts off, that is that it lasts much, much longer. So it's uh, uh, we've been testing a pre-series for I think it's four years even in in mines up uh, mainly in Sweden and mainly in one mine where we had very good cooperation with uh, with that mine and were able to do really testing we've never been able before to do within in the mine and it's been great and uh, but they are very impressed and uh, so they are actually now changing their whole pump fleet to this kind of pump. That's a good uh, result of, of, of that testing. But the, the whole pump is uh, challenging a lot of, uh, what say, traditional truths or traditional know-how within drainage pumps. It's, uh, for one thing, it's usually it's a uh, cooling jacket on this kind of pump because, of course, the motor needs to be cooled by water and uh, then you have a cooling jacket. But this pump does not. It's cooled through its uh, the, the metal parts. It's just conducted down to the water, which makes it uh, simpler and more robust. And also, it does not have the outlet on the top, which is uh, just, of course, a drainage pump must have the outlet on the top. No, it does not. It's okay to have it in the bottom. So we have it in the bottom of this pump. And uh, also... Uh, rubber linings to make it wear resistant. You usually have rubber linings, but not, not this pump. It's just cast iron in the in the volute, and uh, all those things are usually no no. Sorry, you should go back to the drawing board and make it proper. But but uh, this pump was made this way anyway, and it uh, it proved to be I would say the most successful so far in drainage pumping. So it, it's mainly like, and you talked about digitalization and all that. It's uh, the, the customer where we tested the pump in, in this mine, 
they had a vision that they should have it very connected with a lot of data coming up and down. They were planning to control all the pumps from one place in the mine. And, uh, but uh, when we got with this, when we came with this pump that could do most things by itself, they, they realized that they, there was not any big need for any connection in that it's, um, if it's just connected that it tells that I'm running or I'm having a problem. That's, uh, that's really all they want to know. And if, if the pump can take care of itself, then they don't need to spend any effort on, on that. So, so that uh, what, uh, was a new experience for this customer too. So, and they are running a number of what we call digitalization projects in, in their mind. Uh, their main business is, of course, to drill and blast. And they have uh, things uh, about that and how to transport things up. And, and usually they are happy if they get improvements like 20% or 25%. But with this, they got the increased lifetime of 300%. And it was not working as they thought it would be either. It was uh, doing it in a much better way. So, so that's again, you should uh, see what the customer needs uh, and uh, not what he think he needs. You observe and see, see what, what is his true needs and how can you solve it. Yeah, well, it's really interesting that this, this Bebo Alpha product basically bucked all the previous trends, right? You just basically did all the no-nos to make this a more efficient pump for the customer. So very, very cool that just challenged sort of the traditional thinking and it ended up working out really well. So, so then what's next for flight? You've seen a lot of changes take place across the water sector, uh, especially in the water utilities segment. Um, and, and it sounds like also probably mining and industrial, but how do you see the flight brand shaping the future of water? Well, one thing about the future is <laughs> the, the, don't forget your strengths. Like it's uh, still, still we are uh, known and recognized for, for our pumps and, and mixers, I would say, like the, the submersed uh, products. And uh, we have to take care of that first of all. And, uh, but I think by integrating uh, a lot of electronics. It's that's what it is. A lot of computer power within the pump. You can do a lot of things uh, to save energy and increase life. And uh, I think at this point we are pretty ahead of our competition. So if we if we do this right, I think that will be a success story in the future. Fantastic. So I just have. Uh... One more question for you, but I'm going to split it into two parts because I've never had the pleasure of speaking with someone who's been with our company in all its forms over the years for so long. But I, I generally ask this question to every guest that we have here on Solving Water. But first, I want to ask you what you think your most important contribution to the flight journey has been. I think uh, I, I go back to the, the single most is probably the, the mid-range uh, pumps. Otherwise, it's been working with the, what we call modularity to, to get things to fit together. So you can create a lot of variants without getting overloaded with parts. 
Well, that's fantastic. So then the, the second part of the question is, um, you know, you've, you've had a long, a long history in, in just the world of water, right? So you've been working with water and, and fluid dynamics for so long. So <clears throat> what's the most important thing you've learned just by being in this business so far? I must say the, the success is still the customer focus. It's uh, just uh, make it simple. If you if you aim to for the lowest total cost for customer, that's uh, that's all you need to aim for, and then everything else comes from that. And uh, so, energy efficiency. Yes, it's good to, for carbon dioxide footprint and all that. But but it's also just a natural consequence to try to achieve the lowest total cost. Of course, you should use as little energy as possible. You should use as little resources as possible too. And and that is maintenance. That's a lot of resources. People have to go back and forth with trucks and uh, haul the pumps and into the workshop. And that, that's uh, minimize all that. That's uh, And it all comes from trying to achieve lowest total cost. Well, I keep it simple. I think that's a great, uh, a great learning, uh, very, very good key learning from, from your, your long, uh, history with flight and, and now Xylem. Um, Johan, I really appreciate you being here today and sharing some of your experiences and insights um, and just giving us this, this added dimension, this, this glimpse into this history of the flight brand. For more information about flight technologies, including case studies or the new Bebo Alpha product, please visit the links included in today's show notes. And please reach out to me, Amanda Holloway at amanda.holloway at xylem.com with show feedback or ideas. Thanks a lot, Johan. Yeah, thank you, Amanda. The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe 